Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. We are hashtag blessed to be here with Nick Bial. Did I pronounce it correctly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did a pretty good job. Good. A lot of people struggle with that. Uh, I, feel like you, yeah, I feel like you don't even need an introduction, um, but Nick was The Bachelor. What's up? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And thanks for voting. Uh, you can't see this, but he's wearing an I Voted sticker, so... Just doing my part. He is doing his part. Indeed. I'm not a hero, just a civil servant. <laughs> so um, not the hero we asked for, but the hero we need. <laughs> sure. Um, so Nick, how old are you and where are you from? Um, I'm 38. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, what is your current relationship status? Single. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to get these uh, first slew of questions out of the way. So why did you decide to go on The Bachelor? I think you started on Bachelor in Paradise, if I'm correct. No. Uh, see, I know nothing. Um, I'm trash. I, uh, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I immediately like you better. Um, yeah, like most people, the first time I went on is my, my friends, especially with the guys, my friends signed me up as like my best friend's wife big fan of the show mm-hmm. had this idea to sign me up mm-hmm. joked about signing me up i didn't really take her that seriously but she uh she did and uh they ended up calling and at the time I, it was i was living in chicago at the time uh working for a, a company called salesforce.com i know salesforce yeah. everyone uses it yeah. for for companies um so yeah i had a great job i was uh um kind of just very content mm-hmm. and just out of natural curiosity went through the casting process the whole mm-hmm. time thinking there's no way I'm going to do this. Right. Um, mostly because, you know, I, I, like I really liked my job and I was very right. lucky to have the job that I had. And so mm-hmm. um, I went through the casting process process out of sheer curiosity because like, well, I'll be in Chicago, you know, right. why don't you come in? It's like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know? Right. Um, and as I moved through the process, I, I realized that they might, uh, they might ask me to, to do it. And mm-hmm. so I decided to, uh, you know, this, I started, I had pr- some pretty good relationships with some leadership people at the company. Mm-hmm. And so some people I trusted, I just kind of floated the idea. Mm. It's like, hey, like, um, there's this thing right. that uh, I might have a chance to do. Mm-hmm. And to my surprise, um, most people were just like, yeah, you got to fucking do that. Yeah. Um, at people at Salesforce or people in your life? Both. Mm-hmm. Well, people in my life was more like, it's like I've always equated to when you ask your friends if you should buy a boat. Mm. You know, it's a terrible idea. Right. It's a bad investment. But your friends right. are like, yeah, fuck yeah, I should yeah. buy a boat. I want to go on it. Right, right. Um, so, but work, they were you know, very supportive. They, uh, um, I never would have done without that. And they were kind of just told me if, uh, go for it. And I was always welcome back. So at the time I was like, you know what? Why not? You know, right. it's kind of a unique experience. You get to travel and you just kind of figured I've never done anything like that. If nothing else, when I'm 80, it'll be something I look back and think. This is a bit wild and it kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, I love that. What was the best date that you went on as The Bachelor? It doesn't have to be with the person that you chose or, you know, anything. Just something that still sticks in your mind today. Is, oh, that one was a fun time. I mean, it probably was the, with the, the person I ended up uh, with. It was mm-hmm. a zero-gravity date just because it was literally like flying in space. I don't know. Are you familiar with zero-gravity? Um, I think it's where you go to a place and you get to experience zero gravity. Am I right? Ye- close. Yes. I mean, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that place is a, a, a jet plane oh, that, shit. that goes, um, basically it goes up and down like this. Oh, that's and so scary. it's actually when they elevate mm-hmm. ironically or coincidentally or 
where you feel ve- uh, zero gravity for, you know, it's like 10 to 15 second periods. So right. that was pretty cool. It was That's a awesome. surreal experience. Mm-hmm. That was probably, I suppose, the most fun. That's great. And when you ultimately chose the person that you chose, which I believe was Vanessa, um, how did you get to that conclusion? Why did you think that she was the one at the time? I mean, it's just the person I liked the most. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that simple. Um, you know, usually, uh, you know, it's different for every lead, but, right. um, you know, there's always, what, 10 to 30 um, men or women who you know, get out of limo suitors, if you want to call it that. Um, and the lead tends to, you know, pretty early. I mean, we've had I've had conversations with um, other leads. I mean, it, at the most, maybe four, mm-hmm. usually two or three, sometimes right. just one, you know, pretty early. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, like, usually it's like three people you think to yourself, okay, I enjoy talking to this person. Right, or there's right. at least some potential there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, it's a lot of great women. You just don't, like, and it's like going to a bar. You, you meet right. a, a bunch of people. Some people, you, you know, it's like, hey, you're all pretty, but you just might not connect with connect. them. So. How soon would you say you came to the decision that you were going to choose that person? I mean, soon enough. But mm-hmm. you uh, you challenge yourself to. Uh, I mean, here's the thing: when when you're in that world, you have uh, no other option other than to um, get to know the women that are there. Yeah. Um, you you don't have the luxury, regardless of how many people you are actually into or not, to only date two or three or one or, right. or whatever it is. You have to, and so you you really do have to challenge yourself to like be in the moment and mm. say, all right, well. I'm on this date with this person. I, I haven't hit it off maybe uh, as easy as I have with some of the other women, but I'm going to challenge myself to try to get to know them. So, right. um, so with that process, like you kind of, you obviously have your favorites, but you you have to kind of push yourself to because of what else are you gonna do, right? You know exactly. So we had another bachelor related person on this podcast before. I know. I've done my homework, Lindsay. Oh, yeah, you have. Well, then you know that it was Corinne. And um, she came on. And um, I know she was on your season, but she was not ultimately chosen. She was not. So I guess my question she to you... She went pretty far, though. She, went she did. Place. She did. Um, so because she went far, but she wasn't chosen, how did you How did you feel about her? I mean, I'll, I'll be... Uh, actually, I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question after... I'm done. Okay. It's like, I'll just, yes, yes or no. Did you have the same opinion of Corinne um, after you met her in person as you did going in? No, my okay. opinion was different. I'll move on. Um, I thought she's fine. Um, I think everyone wanted to meet the nanny. Mm-hmm. So we all got to meet the nanny. <laughs> That's Corinne's nanny for anyone um, who's not aware. Listen, I, I thought Corinne was in her own right when I met her. She was... Um, she was uh, entertaining at times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. what? Like what? Like in, while I was filming? Yeah, yeah, exactly. While it was filming. Uh, listen, I, I thought she was entertaining and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, she certainly made good TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I mean, that was kind of the truth is I didn't get to know her that well. Right. Um, um, she, you know, I. She was a little young for me mm-hmm. at the time, and I don't know if I connected with her on a cerebral level. Right. Um, but she was, uh, you know, entertaining to have around and, and had a, a good spirit about her. So Definitely. Speak, you know. Agreed. Um, yeah. She, I, I did hear the podcast, though. Mm-hmm. Which I always find it was funny when... Do you agree with what she said about you? Well, which I, is that, um, like, it, I think she said that you're, like, kind of a dick now. <laughs> no. I, well, I think she said I've, she, she said I've changed. Which I always thought was interesting because at the time she did the podcast, I hadn't like seen her. Right. I mean, I like you uh, hadn't seen her since the first time I met Corinne was when she got out of the limo. Right. The last time I saw Corinne was when I sent her home. Right. And then you didn't really see her after that. I've, I have recently run into her at Craig's once, maybe like a month ago, but mm. I think that was report, before your podcast. It's always mm. funny when people like have this like. You know, if they've met you right. or you went on one date with someone and right. someone asked your opinion, they're just like, well, you know, my, they're like so different. Uh-huh. Like, changed. And it's just like, uh-huh. it's like, uh, whatever. Um, that's kind of how Bachelor World works, though. Right. Um, I don't, I, and we don't even like, I don't have similar friends. I, we don't hang in the same circles. So mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm a dick. I don't know. Right. I mean, listen, I can be at times guarded and are standoffish, I'm sure. Totally. Um, uh, I'm definitely, you know, as far as my friends in, in Bachelor Nation, I have a, um, a handful of friends, mm-hmm. some of which have become real dear friends you know like at first when you're in that world you kind of are all it's like high school it's very yeah. you know clicky and mm-hmm. you're trying to feeling it out the situation over time and i've been you know involved in the franchise for my first time was maybe four or five years ago so mm. i've you know some of my friends i would consider real friends like best friends like lifelong friends and a lot of our, a lot of the other people are some. I have some acquaintances. Some right. people like when they're in town will catch up. Mm-hmm. Some people, a, a large number of people, I just keep my distance, and right. I'm kind of very guarded against. It's very um, high schoolish, and you kind yeah, of have so to you're be not, careful. So you're not a dick. You're just selective yeah. about who you hang out with. Very, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good quality. Yeah, but I understand how that can be misinterpreted for sure. Yeah, I, I also I, well, one thing I found most interesting and. Again, I don't know. I won't get into your thoughts on, on mm. her, but it was the more I actually thought a lot about this after listening to that podcast. Is that uh, her like, whole thing was like I'm unapologetically myself, which mm. I've never really understood that phrase right. so much. Only because like I appreciate more than anything like one's ability to authentically be themselves like especially right. in situations would be easy to say be agreeable to others right right um to maybe you know say something publicly that you know could be controversial but it's something you truly believe in or just to be yourself and say a dating situation where it's again we live in times where it's just very easy to just uh, kind of be a chameleon but mm. when someone's unapologetically themselves you're like oh my god you're like unapologetically yourself it's like i don't know sometimes we should apologize for being ourselves <laughs> like yeah. i think all of us sometimes have <laughs> habits or, or say right. things and don't mean and sometimes uh, uh to even to like be authentically yourself is to um um it's to work on yourself i think well to kind of own it you know like sometimes it's like hey i'm gonna be authentic and, and let you know that i'm a little humiliated by the way i acted right or that um, i'm bad with my emotions yeah or, you know whatever your flaw is because nobody's perfect i mean not that you have to apologize for it but you have to be you have to acknowledge it for sure yeah, because self awareness like, is very hard right now. Yeah, the the no regrets. It's mm-hmm. like, well, actually, you know, I do have regrets. There are things yeah. I've said and done I would have rather not said right, or course. done. No, you can always learn from it. Right. You can be like, hey, next time I'm in that situation, I'm going to do it differently. Right. But like, that's still all things being equal, I would have preferred not yeah. to do it. But um, speaking of regrets, um, you know, I can't lie to my listenership. They know that I'm not a big bachelor person but i was told when i was excitedly telling people that you were coming on that you kind of kiss and kissed and told i did yeah so tell me about that is that something that you regret or are you happy and you stand by that <laughs> I, yeah i would have preferred that was definitely something i would have preferred not to do in the mm-hmm. moment um it was an interesting kind of time I, I think mine and hers life would have been easier had I not right. done it. How I mean, old it, were you then? I was like four or five years ago. I mean, right, my right. age certainly wasn't an excuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was interesting when it happened. There was a lot of people who were pissed off at me. A lot, a lot of people who were like happy I did it. And it was interesting because it wasn't, um, it wasn't necessarily exclusive, or it, it wasn't like you couldn't. It wasn't just men and women, or conservative or liberal. Right. Um, all those people had different points of view. Mm-hmm. You know some say feminist women were happy because it was like yeah sex positive like sex like we should be able to talk about sex men you're not shaming her some people conservatives you know some of the conservatives who liked that i said it were like well you know he's showing that sex matters to him and some people thought it was like you're just a dirty whore and then some you know people who are more feminist were like well how could you shame so it was interesting Mm -hmm. how that came out It, it certainly like kind of changed the franchise a little bit because from then on they talked about sex a lot more. Right. I just regretted it because I don't think it was my best look and more specifically to her. I think she just got a lot of flack that she didn't deserve and, right. and it just became harder on her and her relationship at the time. And knowing that that kind of caused her frustration was something obviously I regretted. But, mm. you know, her and I have had lots of conversations about that and we've moved on from it. So mm-hmm. it was a learning experience. But yeah, yeah I would have definitely. preferred not to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. But I would say just as my personal opinion, not that anyone asked, but I think that it showed that, you know, sex does matter to to men just as much as it does to women. And, you know, it's a man, if they were, if they had, 
if you have sex, if I had sex with you and then I like didn't hit you up after, it would affect you. Yeah, I mean, it was a sincere question, one that I wish I would have kept private. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there, there's a part of me who, like, I'm someone who, to a fault, likes to play devil's advocate and likes right. to challenge the status quo. And so from that point of view, mm. I, I'm glad it came up. But yeah. again, my regret comes with more how it affected her, her life of personally. Course. Of course. And oh, quite honestly, I just don't think it, I, 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 I was my best self in the moment. I mean, mm. I, maybe I, I, it was a vulnerability I showed that I would have rather not shown. Totally. Um, so yeah. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode with Nick. I just have to interject here to tell you that I just worked out for the second time in my Fabletics leggings, and they are so stretchy. I actually got tons of compliments at the gym, and honestly, I just want you to have the same experience at the gym. I know that it's getting cold if you live on the East Coast, and there's not much motivation to get in there, but when you have a really great workout ensemble, it makes it a lot, a lot easier. Um, I mean, it's my motivation. I don't know. Maybe that's materialistic. But I really think that you should check it out. Try it. Um, it's founded by Kate Hudson. And she is amazing. If you sign up as a VIP by going to fabletics.com slash Acme, you get 50% off regular prices and free shipping and some additional perks that I will tell you about if you want to slide into my DMs and ask me a few more questions. There is completely free shipping on all orders of $49 or more. And it's just the best place to get all the athletic wear that you want to get, but you don't really want to leave your house to get. You just order it online. It's so easy. It's half the price of these bigger brands that do athleisure wear and athletic wear and it's just cute like I'm loving it I love the patterns but I also really like the solid colors because I don't really like to draw attention to myself if you remember in the Nadine episode I'm a Virgo rising so I like to dress like you know not too out there pretty organized and that's why Fabletics is great for me it's great for you too. I really honestly think that you should try it. There's new styles, new collections, and new prints every month. So if there's a print you don't like or you want next month, maybe it'll be coming. Maybe you can DM me and I'll give them a heads up. Um, honestly, it came really quickly once I ordered it. It was there within a week and then I was working out the day that it came, which was wonderful. All you have to do is go to fabletics.com slash acme. That's F-A-B-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash A-C-M-E, of course. Check it out. I really, really think you'll love it. You'll feel confident and you'll get in shape quickly because you'll be looking good and feeling good. All right, back to the episode. If you could go back in time. And um, this is the last Bachelor question. If you I'm could go exhausted. All right, I'm <laughs> if you can go back in time and like start over as The Bachelor, what would you tell yourself? As The Bachelor? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like you starting your season from tomorrow? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, going into the no regrets thing, I was pretty, you know, I, I had done three iterations of Bachelor shows prior to me being The Bachelor, so... I was pretty well-versed in that world. I, 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 I knew what to expect. I would, had a... I was probably a very different lead than others in the sense that I had such a strong and close relationship with the EPs of the show that they mm. probably had a level of trust in me in terms of um, telling me things ahead of time that maybe other leads might not have known. Right. So I don't know if there's um, I don't know if there's anything I would have regretted. Um, <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't have gone to that bouncy castle with Corinne. That wasn't... Best. Why? What happened? Nothing. I mean, it was like <laughs> the truth is like it's sometimes. Like, listen, when, when you're the Bachelor, you are. It's truly the the, the producers, the show. Mm. They want you to meet someone. It doesn't yeah. work if you don't develop feelings for anyone. They're also trying to make a good TV show, and there's a balance there in terms right. of that give and take. And so, as as the lead, you know, part of your job is to you know help the women, mm. the suitors, be their best and most outrageous selves. Like whoever right. they are at their maximum, right. like to guide them. It's, you want them to feel comfortable being that. Want them that. to feel comfortable being that. So to shoot them down often, when if even if I'm not into it, 
it sometimes might make for for good TV. So like when Corinne gets drunk and whips out whipped cream and puts it on top of her chest, and you're just like, okay, I'll I'll play along. Like right. sometimes you just you know in reality you might be like, hey, listen, because there's that it's that <laughs> tough position to be in as the mm. guide. You don't want to make them feel bad. You mm-hmm. don't want to make them feel judged. Right. Um, you know, there's that aspect where the cameras are. And if I were uh, say on a date in in the real world and some girl you know did that, I mean I don't know what the equivalent is there. But I would probably just go, and it's no harm, I'd go along with it because I wouldn't want to make her feel judged right. or ashamed. Now, there's cameras on you, so you have to be like, I'm going to have millions of people watch me do this. What might they think of me? Because so, right. so many people develop opinions about The Bachelor by their choice in women. Mm. And so there's, again, there's that that decision you have to make is, you know, going along. It's just like, well, we all want to meet the nanny and she's great TV versus like, like how many people are going to get pissed off that I keep taking this person who might not be for me kind right. of thing. So that, that there's some challenges there, but overall for I don't sure. really have any regrets. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, she was, she was good TV and she was fun hearted while we had her, you know, there and you know, whatever, what can you do? Like there's okay. no, there's no way it's, it's such a crazy world. There's, there's no way you can go back and micromanage your decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And for the record, I, for what I did see of that show, you did seem like a great guy. Thanks. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> So let's talk about your real life. Um, let's put Bachelor aside for a second. You're living in L.A. now, full time. I am. And you're dating, yeah? I am. How are you meeting the girls that you're dating? Um, I, I, all over, through mm-hmm. friends. I have recently got back on Raya. Okay. Yeah. We talk about Which Raya a little bit. Yeah. I did know. Um, I recently deleted Raya because I'm in a relationship. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. But when I was on Raya, I noticed that it was kind of like an incestual pool of like the same people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in a way. Mm-hmm. When I decided to get back on, you know, when I, uh, when Vanessa and I broke up, mm-hmm. um, I definitely took some just uh, some time away from dating. It's obviously just. Listen, if 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 for nothing else, mm. I am most known for who I'm dating or not dating. Right. You know, um, so that there comes come with comes that a lot of anxiety in terms yeah. of getting back out there and what that's like. So I just kind of really took some time off. I ended up dating someone for like three months, um, and then after that, kind of like chilled out for a while. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I suppose in the past. F- four months you know i there's i'm at the point in my life where i mean i've always in, in my 30s i've always been very comfortable with being single mm-hmm. i think it's important to 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 be comfortable with that right i, I mean that's like a cliche but it's true no it's true um but i'm i'm at the point in my life where you know without trying to force it i i would really like to meet someone yeah. you know i would like to um so are you looking for a wife Sure. I mean, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that, I mean, I, it's, I don't, I, I I'm at the point in my life, whatever. I don't, uh, you know, when you're younger, you list build in terms of like what you want and you mm. fantasize about, you know, whether you want to get married or what that wedding's like or who you want to marry. And now it's just like, I just want to meet someone I really, you know, care about and spend and want to spend time with and, mm-hmm. then, you know, see what you guys mutually want in right. a serious relationship. But yeah, sure. So going back to Raya for a second or just dating apps in general, what is your, like, what is the, what are the qualifications for you to swipe right, essentially, for you to say yes to someone on a dating app? I've, it's funny, when I first went on, um, yeah, I think, it, I don't have any qualifications. Mm-hmm. When like I they fr- have to be hot. You have to be attracted sh- to them. Sure. Initially. I mean, I, I, I reluctantly went on Raya, um, and I had been on it before when it first, when I first moved to LA, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I went on. I didn't really know anyone. Part of it was just to meet people. Right. Obviously, when I was the bachelor, I, I removed myself from the app. Right. Um, and I, you know, you just, it's one of those. It's like you just want to meet people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or you just got. I had very low expectations of the dating app, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with it. There's a stigma, mm-hmm. you know, behind it. But it's like going to bars. There's a. It's, it's the like same how thing. people meet. Yeah, you know? I met my boyfriend on a dating app. Um, congratulations. Um, and so at first I was like, okay, well, I'm actually, uh, it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to get on Raya because I'm looking for my wife and I expect to meet my wife from Raya. It was right. more like, this is an avenue to meet people. So I'm going to challenge myself to open doors, so yeah. to speak. And so given that I'm not looking for hookups, I was like, I'm going to be selective in terms of like age and, and things mm. like that. 
And then you kind of find yourself getting bored. You're just like, whatever. Right. And right. I'm a lot more liberal with wiping right. Mm-hmm. I don't really put any thought to it. Most of the time, mm-hmm. I don't press play, right. f- so to speak, to like look at their other pictures. Mm-hmm. What I have now, like, you know, and then when you're first on it, you're on it a little bit more. You're checking it more often. Mm-hmm. I almost never check it now. Right. Um, mo- I would say nine out of the ten uh, women I match with who message me, I mm-hmm. don't reply to because then I look and it's like, again, not because they seem pretty and beautiful, but yeah. I think to myself, you know, do I, is there something that really interests me that I even consider myself wanting to get to know them? Because right. if not, I'm not like necessarily interested in, you know, a, 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 say a 23 year old who is very attractive, who I would safely assume we might not have a lot of, a lot in common. So what's the last, um, kind of person on an app like that, that you found something that you could relate to? Uh, your friend. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how I'm Petunia? here. Yeah. Petunia. Uh, what about her profile interested you? I mean, I've met a few people who I've, you know, um, and she's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm someone who um, I don't like easily, but when I do, I'm, 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 Passionate. I'm, I'm know what I want, right? And, mm-hmm. and I'm, and, and with that, I, I have no problem pursuing what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, um, physically, I find her very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I, when I, I messaged her, I was just like, hey, you know, it said she lives in New York. And it's like, well, I just wrote something like, oh, it's well, bummer. Like, you're in New York. Because right. I literally thought to myself, for whatever reason, here's you know, like her age. Mm-hmm. You know, it was age appropriate. Right. And, you know, little things too. Like once you once you match or you go on someone. And again, you're there's it's it's hard, it's not safe to make strong assumptions here. But mm-hmm. some people like just they're following. They don't think it's some. There's a comfort level in oh she doesn't have a lot of followers. Right. She's not like she's, that. She's not hundred k plus it's Instagram like it's, model. It's weird. Type. Like there's that like there's obviously there's some well-known um, people on there. Right. And so you're going to have a, a lot. Like, it's weird because there's like, you're right, there's that like middle ground of right. like well, that. I was going to say, I think that most girls would assume that you wouldn't want to date someone with less than a certain amount of followers. No. But I feel like you're I telling me it's the opposite. I don't really care. Yeah. Right? But it's more like if I were to match with someone who, say, is an actress, which I've done, and like she might have millions of followers like i know why she has followers she has a fan base right and then there's this it's la at these times where it's like twenty thousand, thirty thousand. it's just like and you look at their pictures and it's like they're very beautiful mm. and it's just kind of like they've had to build this up themselves right that's you know what i'm saying like it didn't happen like by accident they've They've focused. actively tried they've actively to tried gain to a following gain a following and that's fine no judgment there right. it's just more it's like, I don't want to have those conversations or, you know, I don't know. It's just, I know what you're saying. There's nothing wrong with it, but saying. there's nothing wrong with it. You don't and want to be gone, an Instagram boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And, and so when I, when I come across someone who is just as I find attractive and could be if they wanted to be, but just somehow is this accidentally finds themselves on this dating app, I, I become more curious. Um, and then, um, so I, you know, for she she ended up out being out here in LA when I first messaged her, and um, um, I was just like, I look, like I want to meet you. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't even like, yeah, because when it comes to dating apps, I I have no interest in playing games. Not even playing games. I have no interest in getting to know you via like direct message. On I, the yeah, app. I know. I like think I, it's I don't. So awful, but like, a lot of guys don't get that, and they'll text on this app. For like a week I don't, before getting I, the number, I, even I, you know, or going out in person. I'm a little different too. I, I even if I wasn't in my position, I mean, I obviously I have a, a long list of insecurities and like and thoughts about. There's just so much potential information out there about me. Uh, even if you don't watch the show right. and you come across like maybe you go, on, it's like oh, he's got a million followers or. Right. Everyone Googles people. It's just like, even if it's like, you, like Bachelor's been around long, around long enough that mm. if you've never seen a single, single episode, you still know the premise. Yeah. And so it's hard just not to form, you know, uh, opinions, good or bad. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just so much, there's, everyone has so much ability to just jump, like to, to make assumptions about who I am as a person. Right. Um, and again, not, it's not about good or bad. It's just like, it, that's just a very uneasy feeling knowing that like, yeah, as soon as they see totally. something, they can have a million different opinions. Totally. 
Same um, thing with a podcast, yeah. kind of. So I like to just get to the point. But even right. if I wasn't in that position, I just don't... What what can someone tell me? It's like, I like to travel, like a guy who likes me, makes me laugh. I'm a foodie. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. do you want to get together? Yeah. Do you look like your Instagram? Do you have a vibe? Do you have... Yeah, do you have a vibe? Can you hold a conversation? Do you've got... You have uh, good energy? Yeah. Do you... So you I know. usually, if I'm really interested, in, will su- suggest a drink or a cup of coffee or something mm-hmm. real simple where we... Very little commitment in terms of... You know, like a whole meal of food. I mean, God forbid we right. don't hit it off. Um, so yeah, so I I just like hey, let's get together, and so we finally did. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed her company. Great, I yeah. love that. So, do you feel like you're you're in the danger zone of finding someone who you know is trying to date you for the wrong reasons? Have you encountered that so far? Since no, I really I really don't feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, partly is because. I just don't allow it. I don't my selection process. I mean, my it's it's more the opposite for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the people I find that I'm attracted to, um, I my my worry has, is way more on the other side. Is that I'm worried that the women I'm attracted to will judge me for having been on that show, mm. or will make assumptions about the type of guy I am, and I won't get the shot because I'm mm-hmm. just like just give me a shot. Right. You know, if I'm interested in you. I want to meet this person. Right. And then if you decide whatever, um, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I'm, generally speaking, the women I'm attracted to wouldn't necessarily think that it's a plus. Mm-hmm. Only because I, it, it's more like for myself. I mean, my general thought... Sounds like you're being really hard on yourself. No, I mean, here's the thing. It's just more for me. Like I, I when people ask me, like, like, you know, fans will come up and fans will be interesting. Most of them are great, but there's mm-hmm. always like... The awkward ones don't know what to say. And it's like, mm. do, you, do you regret it is a common question. Mm. Uh, my thought of my experience on The Bachelor is not, it's, it's two parts. I don't regret it mm-hmm. in overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not ashamed of anything I've done. I right. certainly have little things, you know, I would have done differently like mm-hmm. we talked about. At the same time, I'm not proud of it. Yeah. I, I don't wear it as That's a badge fair. of honor. I don't like, I don't announce it. It's not yeah. on a resume. I have to tell you, there's this show called Love Island. And I've, it's, your friend introduced me to it. Oh, I've not I introdu- seen it. I introduced yeah. her to okay. it. And um, what kills me so much is that there's always an episode on the season where the parents come to visit the characters in this house on Love Island. And they're all they ever say is, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And they're British, so it's obviously different culturally. But I'm thinking to myself, why are they proud of, like, no takeaway from these great people on Love Island, but I'm like, why why are they proud that their kids are on a reality show? Yeah, like, I mean. I just don't know what, like, there is to be proud. Not saying that they should be ashamed I, by anyone. I totally by agree, any, yeah. But I feel like proud is the wrong word. That That is that is how I feel about it. With, mm-hmm. Within my experience, mm-hmm. there are things that I, I, su- I suppose I am proud of. Like, yeah, I mean... I don't know, be. you don't know that, but I was, I've been on four different shows. And the mm-hmm. first show, I was overwhelmingly considered the villain. You know, certainly some people liked me. And then my second time, I was more polarizing. The third time, I was this fan favorite and then became The Bachelor. And I'm, for the most part, I'm... A fan favorite, right? right? Like so, the fact that I've been able to kind of go from a villain this arc to a fan that I've favorite. done a lot that of you things be proud of that I've done a lot of things in that franchise that won't be replicated. And I spo- suppose when I look back, that's kind of cool. But yeah. the overall experience of just being on it, I don't feel a sense of pride. Mm. Um, I'm more trying to use that platform, having done it, to to do things that hopefully I'll look back and be proud of, and and. You know, just the the fact that I, overall, I don't think I think my closest friends don't think I haven't haven't changed is probably something I'm proud of. Yeah. Um, but the experience, I don't I don't wear it with a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And I think you know because of that, I and maybe I I am hard on myself. I've always been my own biggest critic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I so yeah, I'm not really worried about. Um, someone trying to to use me because I think I'd pick up on that pretty ter- pretty well. And I've. Yeah. I've gone on dates with with uh, people where it's like, you know, this isn't gonna work. Like they watch the show. You know, yeah. I don't, it's fine if they watch the show. I don't right. care. But uh, they're expecting some kind of thing that they've made up in their head, well, the, and that's not the biggest challenge I have with someone. If to go on a date with, I hate to use the word, a normal person. Yeah, I'm, I'm a normal guy, <laughs> but like a someone who a civilian who who's never been on TV, who watches the show, who's a fan of the show, mm-hmm. and. 
and I've met them in, in some way, shape or form. And I'm like, hey, let's grab a drink. And we go out and you can tell, and there's been situations where you can tell they're trying so hard mm. to be my equal, which mm. they already are in my mind, right. but they're going out of their way to pretend you know, that they don't watch it or they, mm. they, they, it's like they, they want you to think that they don't think that you're better than them when you don't think that you're better than them already, right, but they're, right. they like accidentally neg you all the time right. or like it just go on about how they never want to watch the show. Negging is, is, has got to stop. Like, Every guy um, that comes on here says it's just garbage. I mean, yeah, your friend does that. Well, that's garbage. Uh, I'll tell her. Yeah. Um, a comedian, this guy Jared Free, came on here. Yeah, yeah. He, and he was like, you know, he, girls will go up to him after the show and be like, "Yeah, like I bet you thought you were funny." And it's like, no, like I don't want to hear a diss. Like I am precious. I'm a precious. Like I'm t- no, you know. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's really it, it is quite obnoxious for like if someone's like, "Oh, you think you're so cool?" I, like, I don't really have any opinion whatsoever. Right. Just like, I don't. But nice to meet you. Yeah, negging does not work, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, I, I was in Mexico for a, a wedding, and mm-hmm. I could tell these group of of girls knew who I was, and mm-hmm. so like they came up and they were hanging out with my my. It was a wedding from my hometown friends. Mm-hmm. This girl comes up, she's like, "I think your friends are better dressed than you." I was like, "That's what? fantastic. I don't, I really don't care." <laughs> but you yeah. could tell she was literally trying to. How about just like, "Hey, are you uh, enjoying the wedding?" Yeah. Like, you know. People sometimes just get uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. um, I guess the very long answer to your question is I. It's not really a concern of mm. being used because I just I, I, I vet that out pretty quickly. Right. And, um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of your deal breakers um, when you're dating? I don't have many, mm. in, in the sense that um, what I mean by that is I'm very picky, and sometimes I question too picky. You know, I'm mm. at the point in my life I'm. Yeah, I'm 38, which is hard to like say out loud. Um, 38 is not so crazy. It's fine, but There's still 30 in front of it. I'm, well, I'm running out of years. You know, it's like when I turned 35, I was like, "This is fine. Yeah. This is great." I'm right. like, I, you feel very, like you're hopefully like in my my 30s have been great. You know, yeah. like um, I, I've become more self aware, mm. more confident in myself, and I've known who I was, and so like. Uh, you just kind of own your age, and mm. you know, 38 was like the first year. It's like when someone says you're almost 40, you're like, "What?" I mean, yeah, I guess. Fuck. Right. You know, like <laughs> yeah. when I was 37, I was like, I'm in my mid 30s. I mean, you, you know? still got hair, like you're uh, chilling for a little bit. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, so I, I, I question about m- me being too picky, but I, in terms of, de- I just don't list build anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Ugh, list building is the worst. When you're, when you're younger, it's just like, well, I want to get someone who's a college graduate and he doesn't right. have tattoos and he doesn't you know, do this and he does that and he has a family, you know, it's like, it's like, fuck, I, I don't really, at this point, I don't care what your religion is. Mm-hmm. I grew up very Catholic and, mm-hmm. and, and, and those, you know, a lot of those values and belief systems I still have, but right. I'm not married to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fascinated with other cultures and belief systems. Mm. I really just want someone I I trust and mm. and trust me and I have a vibe with. And other short of bad hygiene, mm. I don't have any. Um, it, it really comes down to the intangibles, I, I, I suppose. What about someone who um, has never traveled outside of, let's say, LA? I, I, again. I, that would be a weird deal breaker. Mm. However, it's more about like, what is that? How, why? Right. You know, what are the reasons why? As a result of them never traveling or like, or living in a very bubble, my guess is someone who hasn't traveled at all and, and has lived in their little world or bubble, chances are they're, they're probably not as, they're a little more ignorant than I am. Um, they don't have a, a vast world knowledge that I have. And I don't mean that in, like in an arrogant way. I just mean like ah. it's just a fact. And so, well, I, 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 ha- I am someone who thrives. Like, if you were to ask me, do you enjoy someone talking, having a discussion with someone who agrees with everything you're saying or someone no. who disagrees? I would, I'd rather have someone because I can le- I'm not trying to change your mind. I can just learn from you. I'm, right. I'm constantly – I like that. And so if I were to meet someone – who hasn't traveled, it wouldn't be the traveling that bothers me. It would be someone, it would most likely, I'm guessing they would be very small, small minded and they'd mm. be very close minded on, on 
certain aspects. Now, that, that who knows? Maybe they fucking right. love Google, right. you know? And they're just like, I haven't driven travel, but I am learning like yeah. shit all day long. And well, then great, oh, you know? I don't. Books on um, so it's more about the why. I would be curious. I'd want to learn more. I would, you know. But it, like, I've never traveled. It's not like, well, nope, I'm out. You know, mm. there's very few things that I would hear and uh, just shut down. Right. I would definitely just ask more questions. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but I have to tell you, I just helped my best friend with her wedding website, and honestly, I truthfully thought it was gonna be a headache. But Zola.com is the easiest website to use ever. Like, I'm not kidding you. You can do the registry. You can do the story of how you met. You could put up pictures. They work with brands like Hulu and Delta so you can get gift cards for that. Like, you don't even have to get something off the registry, which is amazing because, you know, couples need those those Delta gift cards, you know. And there's over a hundred wedding website designs to choose from. So it doesn't have to be like that basic, like, come celebrate with us. It could be anything for any type of wedding. Even if you're eloping and you still want a website, you can do it. And it's just a one-stop shop. You can buy the gift there. You can see the details of the wedding. And it's all in one place, which is really, really nice. Over 500,000 couples have used it. So if that's not proof enough, I don't know what else to tell you. Also, 20% off remaining gifts on your registry starting right after your big day, which is huge. So seriously, check it out. It's super easy. It's free, most importantly, because no one wants to spend money after they're buying a fucking wedding and putting that together. And you build your dream registry. All you have to do to start your free wedding website and also get 50% off your registry is to go to Zola.com slash Acme now. Z-O-L-A dot com slash A-C-M-E now. I really, really love it. And if you have any questions, just shoot me a DM. Thanks, guys. All right, back to the episode. Let's talk about sex a little bit. Um, We don't have to get too deep into it, but I'm always curious if you would be turned off by someone because they had sex with you on a first date. It's a great question. Um... I've had this conversation with uh, some friends of mine. Um, and I, I think my answers have evolved after talking to one of my female friends, mm-hmm. now, now married, lives in New York. She's mm. a very smart, educated young lady. Um, I her. She sounds great. You, would, you would should have her on your podcast. Mm. Um, for, first, I, I once saw a stand-up comedian, like on, on Conan or, Conan or something, mm. and I'm going to murder his joke, but basically his joke was, you know, when a guy tells you he doesn't just want to sleep with you, he's not lying. Right. He just doesn't realize he just wanted to sleep with you until after he sleeps with you. Mm, and I listened to that that's joke. Really good. And I was like, okay, wow, that's, you just blew my mind. You fully, know? fully. <laughs> Having said that, that's still like, that doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Because what I, you know, my friend who I told you about, um, um, she's now married to her husband who they hooked up on the first night. And the f- point is, is that like, and I can, and I think about this as a guy. Um, I either want to have sex with them again or I don't. And the, how quickly we hook up has zero effect on my interest level of seeing her again. If, uh, if I'm dating a girl I'm into and wants to play the long game and just makes me wait, fine, I'm totally great, no problem. But I still, depending on how that goes, might not be as inclined to want to hang out. You just said play the long game as if she has to be playing a game if she doesn't have sex with you right away. Why? Can't I'm not it- saying playing a game, but right. may, forgive my phrasing, but if, if she is, if that's what she's comfortable with right. or whatever, I have no problem with that. Yeah. I, I love a good chase, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love, forget about sex, I love a woman who makes me earn it. Like, I love a woman who challenges me. Um, I'm just saying that I won't lose, like, if, like, this whole, like, I won't judge her or think less of her. I won't think she gave it up too early. Um, that will literally have no bearing on my, my thought process. Um, yeah. It's just matter, it, it, will, it will only come down to that specific experience, mm-hmm. whether I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, you know, sometimes, like, 
you just realize, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. I, I, it really, I think that really is true, not just for myself, but for, for most guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to that point, you might just be delaying the inevitable. Right. If you... If you're I re- waiting. I think in general, you're not you're not upping your odds by having a guy uh, continue to date you by waiting it out. I really don't. Mm-hmm. You, you, like I think the the aspects of that relationship going somewhere has more to do with your chemistry, his interest in you, and how much they enjoy having sex with you, right. and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. like same with I would assume it's the same with women. Right. Um, yeah. When right. you're yeah, so a question that comes up all the time on the podcast, and you know, people DM me about on the We Met at Acme Instagram, is the idea of like paying on dates because now you know women are almost making as much as men, um, and mo- almost I said being well, the key you know, word progress and. Um, and, you know, most women have uh, – women are likely to have a job just as much as men. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that should change kind of like the dynamic of dating and, and you know, taking care of women versus letting them have equal pay? My short answer is no. Mm. Um, I'm all for progress. I'm all for feminism. Um I've always been attracted to dominant women. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, I, you know, I, I don't like, I sometimes, not sometimes, I still appreciate the, you know, I hate to say gender roles um, in terms of like a, a woman expecting chivalry from a guy. Mm. Um, you know, the whole first date who pays, like, I, I really appreciate even the insincere attempt to grab. Like, right. I got this. There's right. nothing I hate more than just like, Thank you for dinner before the bill oh, comes. Trash. I don't like that, but I'm paying for the first date. Right. You know? And just to know that like they appreciate it is enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. I don't care if I don't care if she's a billionaire or makes five times as much as I do. Right. Like I there's something to be said about like holding a door open for a girl or right. opening the door. Like I don't ever want to lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? Um I, I appreciate that. And mm-hmm. so you know, I think we can still progress as a society and have men and women be equal in all aspects right. and and still uh, be chivalrous and, and still have yeah. certain roles and relationships that that we do and, and still define those and, and that be okay. But would you be offended if a woman insisted on paying? No. I mean, I, I think the word offensive is wildly overused. Mm. Uh, no, if she really wants to, great. I don't care. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm comfortable enough with my masculinity. Would you think that she liked you less if she was like, no, no, let me split this first That eight. wouldn't even be a thought. Mm. I, I mean, I'm thinking this as you ask. No, I don't. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had women tell me that they, they do like the guy less if they offer to split the date because really? it's like then offer they, to split it. Yes. Or, or even pay for it themselves. And I'll if tell you the, o- the if science ins- behind it. If they insisted on splitting it, that yeah. would, that would raise some alarms more right, than she, if she like, insisted on they're paying They're like, it. basically without saying it, they're saying like, I don't want to owe you yeah. anything. Correct. Um, but if for, I think to myself, if she insisted on paying for it, I suppose, I suppose that's an option, but mm. I would think that more if she insisted on splitting it. Mm. Yeah. Because if, if she wanted to do something nice for me, maybe that's like her thing. I don't know. Right. But the splitting it would probably be like, oh, this is mm-hmm. like, if she really, she's like, no, mm. we're splitting it. Right. Cause you know, it's like, let's split it. But like, I don't right, know. I got right. it. Like, okay, thanks. You know? Yeah. No, we're splitting. It seems a bit, a bit aggro. That's a bit. For yeah, sure. That's a little much. For sure. What is the best um, first date or best date that you've been on in a little while? Um, I mean, I really enjoyed my time with your friend. Mm. I mean, only because I just found her really captivating. Mm-hmm. So someone that captivates you. Is yeah, I, I really could give a shit about, um, like, you know, yeah, like if, whether we go on zero gravity mm. or not or mm. we go to this amazing... I don't really care. It's, right. it's all about the person in front right. of me. It's all about my interest level and how much I am. Uh, in, like, I know I like someone or I'm interested in someone. And, you know, when someone's like, oh, what do you like about them? It's like, okay, well, fine. I can list a bunch of cliche things that, like, oh, they're beautiful and they're smart and 
you but know, it's how you feel when you're how I them. feel or my interest level mm. and how curious I am about their answer, how much mm-hmm. I respect their opinion, how much I care about what they think about what I say. Half the time I'm on a date, it's like, I don't give a shit what I say because I don't care about what they think, you know? Right. Um, but when I find myself really caring about the things I say and that they, that I have their respect, um, then I, then I know I'm interested. Speaking of, um, can you check your phone and see if your mom got back to you about your time of birth? Mid-afternoon, she said. It was a Sunday. When's your birthday? I know your, I know your birthday, by the way. Mine, September 28th. So it was mine. What? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. I knew you were a Libra, but I didn't know we had the same birthday. We do. Oh, my God. I'm shocked. Yeah. Do you want to like let that marinate? I, I need to take it in. Oof, I now I a, need to know your rising I, I f- and moon I sign. feel like this is a big deal for you. Also, I'm not once. I'm like blushing. I've never once had a guest with my actual birthday. Also, like, have you what? heard of? You must be really hard on yourself. I'm very hard on myself. That's my mo. Just nothing matters more to me than being <laughs> self-aware. Yeah, nothing same. matters more to me than if there's a criticism out there of me. I want to be the first one to figure it out before anyone else does. Oh, same. Like I, um, I mean, I can't imagine you having my birthday and being like as you know, well-known as you are, because I would need to know everything that they say. Like, it would well, make there's me crazy. Well, there's a, there's a, well, how you, how I've remedied that is there's a self-awareness about just the reality of things. Right. Uh, having a presence on social media, you have to learn quickly that um, nothing really matters. Right. <laughs> um, people respond to things. Um say things on the internet that really have no relevance on who you are as a yeah, person. That's true. Um, They're also like probably fat and gross behind a computer. Well, exactly. Like you ha- I mean, you have to, you know, have that thought yeah, of like, of course, generally of course. speaking, people are bored with their lives right. and um, you, you can't put a lot of thought into it. And so, yes, cause that can be the challenge to getting your head and, and overanalyze things, which right. I do. Mm. Um, there's this horse. I, everything I know, I, I know you're big into horoscopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know nothing about it other than everything I've learned, 100% of everything I learned when it comes to horoscopes are just from women I've been either friends with or sure, dated. Sure, um, I was recently made aware of this. Uh, what is it? Uh, this thing. It's specific to your date of birth, like September oh, yeah. 28th. Yeah. No, people. September 28th has a whole thing. And I'll, I'll say this much. Tell, tell like me about this, us. This, 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 this horoscope thing or whatever mm. this person it's yeah tell me about us. it is i need to it know. is uncanny i need to know. i was uh not asked for the year but was, from what i understand the year isn't uh, it's not relevant this is all september 28th the title is resolute heartbreakers yes that's from the day the um the the book of birthdays we are the sign we are the heartbreakers i guess um those born I'm not. I'm a terrible at reading out loud, but I'll do I, it. You, you do it. I feel like you'd be better at Those it. Those born on September 28th are highly capable of winning and keeping the affection of those whom they desire. This does not necessarily mean that they are physically more beautiful than others, but it does. I added that part. But rather, they have kind of a seductive charm which can melt a cold heart and send one's blood rushing. Sometimes they can be extremely exasperating and upsetting. I can definitely be those things. But this, again, is part of their stimulative power. September 28th, people display a talent for inflicting pain, which matches their ability to please. Which they affect depends on the mood they're in or sometimes on their occupation or primary interests. In all fairness to them, their scorecard usually shows that they suffer at least as much as those those with whom they are involved. So we both suffer. In this respect, they can appear disarmingly simple and human, hence why everybody liked you once they got to know you. Great. Those born on this day often have many lovers over the years, facts, at least in their younger days, and are rarely fully satisfied by any of them, double facts. Saying they are difficult to please is not exactly true, but rather that over the long haul they tend to bore easily or allow personal differences to get on their nerves. Yes, very irritable we are. It is fortunate that they are not by nature calculating people, at least in terms of grand schemes. Otherwise, they would be quite deadly. How do they know that, that we're not calculating? Taken up with love, seduction, and sex, usually in that order, for their own sake, their motives are rarely underhanded. Okay. 
So basically, we are heartbreakers. We love beauty. And we um, make people kind of see themselves for who they are. But in turn, we see ourselves for who we are. That's really nice. Anyways, I thought it was a... That's very interesting. It touched on some points that most of the time I read a horoscope, I'm like, eh, okay. No, this is... I mean, this is spot on. Very specific. This is spot on. And I think that, you know, in order to be satisfied, because I'm extremely picky, um, like you, is that we need to find a partner who keeps us on our toes, who respects our boundaries and is an open-minded person is an open yeah Yeah. Yeah, and who like lets us be who we are on a like not unapologetically but lets us be who we are and like you know is okay with that is okay with the ups and downs yeah i don't think there's a lot of ups and downs with me but i there's you always want to find someone you can be yourself around Mm -hmm. but i mean that's when when i when i say i when people ask me what I'm looking for now, I want to feel safe with someone. Right. I don't mean like in this, like, um, protect me. I just oh, yeah. I want to be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to go to them and, and challenge me in a way that um, I find productive. I love feedback. I thrive off mm-hmm. of it. My challenge in the past is I've, uh, uh, I've dated uh, a lot of strong-willed women. Mm-hmm. That ultimately I don't feel like their feedback is productive. It becomes petty. Well, I was and, just going to say to you... Um, if you're if you are really like me in us having us the same birthday the the people that I've dated that are strong-minded men that have an opinion that let's say tell me, not tell me what to do but are more directive um, tend to work out less with me yeah I've realized that but it's it's kind of like in the line of when it comes to describing and I've, I've realized as I've gotten older when you describe someone who's confident or when mm. you describe someone who's strong-minded I think the general thought of confidence is they're you know big or like they're you know, I don't, outgoing. but like outgoing or whatever That's but not it. but to to be truly confident or to be strong you know I me mean strong-minded but to have a good sense of who you are is the uh, willingness and the humility to admit your insecurities or mm. to be willing to to listen right. and um so i want someone who is very opinionated and strong-minded but at the same time someone who's just as open to helping me out as i am to them and willing to and you kind of grow off each other um sometimes again to that point when i've um it it seems to be one-sided in 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 kind of a growth standpoint Mm -hmm. um and it it, i've gotten to the point with these relationships where it just seems counterproductive Mm. and we just butt heads too much right you know and so i've kind of uh, looking for that balance, it's, and the yeah. balance has been hard to find for me. I think that you will, you will absolutely find it, and it will be the person that you least expect it to be, and it will be a kind of thing where instead of them pushing themselves onto you because they're such a strong personality, just their very like existence in your life will make you want to be a better person. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, sure, yeah, I agree. It's yeah. just more of a, yeah, you just kind of just like, I, it's also just finding someone who's very comfortable with who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and who has a passion, in my opinion. True. Because it's, 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 if they, again, the, someone who comes across as very confident and with a big personality often isn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean they're very comfortable with who they are. And yeah, especially and when they project kind of an outward confidence, mm-hmm. sometimes there's some, things below the surface they exactly. don't usually come out until you know they're like six months deep and you're like exactly. oh shit okay like mm-hmm. let's uh let's unwrap mm-hmm. this but uh exactly um yeah so we're unfortunately getting to the end of the episode which so far has been illuminating in many ways um especially finding out that we have the same birthday mm. what is a piece of advice or a quote or just something that you know we can take away from from nick um, piece of advice or just like something maybe someone shared with you or anything that you've kind of held on to over the years it could be a song uh i don't know my advice generally when people ask me is to just don't sweat the small stuff um pick your battles i mean like in a i'm overstating but nothing really matters mm. and i mean that in a positive way so when you're yeah. freaking out or losing your mind just like, are you gonna so, care about this in a week yeah just like it doesn't really Mm-hmm. matter especially in today's world like i think no matter what your beliefs are you know like people just lose their shit on social media like they react and they tweet about it and just like you won't even care about this in five minutes right you know like just chill out mm-hmm. um so that's my advice just chill out people 
I like everything's that. fine. I like that. Um, so yeah. Where can everyone find you and follow you and maybe watch you? Um, my Instagram is Nick Vial. It's N I C K V I A L L. You're like ASMRing right now. Do you know what that what's is? What's that? No. ASMR is like this new, um, like it's become sexualized, but it's when people are like, Oh, oh I've hey, yeah, hey. that those these YouTube people. How, how are you? Yeah, I do. Are you feeling good today? Um, okay, noted. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, also like I mean, I've, I've one. I'm not. I've been. I'm doing some acting now, and I've. Mm. Um, it's been going well. Uh, I haven't, don't have any current projects, except I think there's my episode of Family Guy might be coming out soon. Oh, yes. Very excited about that. Love it's a it. really small beat. Uh, but just to be on Family Guy is pretty it's cool. It's epic. Uh, so working on that. Actually, most of my time lately has been kind of off camera. I've, uh, I'm, I'm part of a group that has an essential oil line. Uh, I've been working on that for the past um, Ooh, what's it called? Past year. Uh, it's called Natural Habits, mm-hmm. nhoils.com. And, Can we um, use it? Can I use it sexually? Or no, is it just... it's more medicinal, medicinally. Okay, okay. Um, we have four uh, oils right now. They're roll-ons. Mm. Uh, it makes a perfect gift for the holidays. Um, uh, one's a stimulant called uh, Rise, One, and it helps with clarity. I wish you had a discount code for and, our listeners. Uh, if you 10% off your first purchase to everyone. Oh. So uh, we've, uh, um, we've been, we launched about a month ago. Uh, we've been working on it for a while. We're USDA organic certified. We source our oils from eight countries around the world. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really high quality stuff and I'm pretty excited about that. So I've been working on that for like a year cause it's just to get the certification and kind of yeah. curate the farms that we, we source our oils from That's all awesome. over, all over, all over the world has been a pretty big deal. So, um, yeah, we're excited about it. Um, I'm excited about it. So nhoils.com, some pretty great stuff. So yeah, immunity, uh, headaches, one's uh, for anxiety and going to bed and one's a stimulant and for mental clarity. So perfect. more to come. We'll check them out. Yeah. Thanks so much, Nick. And thanks um, for having me. Please write us a review, follow Nick, follow We Met at Acme, and um, hope everyone has a great day. Thanks for listening.